Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 315 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading both Psalm 127 and 128 today, and our focus is on sleep, but don't go to sleep yet. We're going to talk about what does the Bible say about sleep, some biblical principles on sleep. So every day, our goal is to get into the Word of God so that we can understand it and live it and obey it. And we invite you to join with us on that goal and to tell a friend or to share the show on social media somehow, some way, or to even leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Our website is Bible2021.com. That's B-I-B-L-E. 2021.com. No spaces. Two more songs of ascent today, and they're both quite short. So let's go ahead and read them both back to back. Though we are mostly going to focus on Psalm 127, my favorite blessing in the Bible, at least I think it's my favorite, is in Psalm 128, verse 5, in the first part of verse 6, and it says, May the Lord bless you from Zion, so that you will see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life, and will see your children's children. I love that. I want to see my children's children badly. I pray that often for myself and my wife, that we would live to see all five of our children's children. Well, let's read our Psalms, beginning with Psalm 127, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. A Song of Ascents of Solomon. Unless the Lord builds a house, its builders labor over it in vain. Unless the Lord watches over a city, the watchman stays alert in vain. In vain you get up early and stay up late, working hard to have enough food. Yes, he gives sleep to the one he loves. Sons are indeed a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the sons born in one's youth. Happy is the man who has filled his quiver with them. They will never be put to shame when they speak with their enemies at the city gate. Psalm 128 verse 1, a song of ascents. How happy is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. You will surely eat what your hands have worked for. You will be happy and it will go well for you. Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house, your children like young olive trees around your table. In this very way, the man who fears the Lord will be blessed. May the Lord bless you from Zion, so that you will see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life, and will see your children's children. Peace be with Israel. Well, I find that the Bible often expresses similar or the same truths in quite radically different ways. So different, in fact, that you may not realize that the same or similar truth is being expressed. Take John 15, for example, in which Jesus says, Remain in me, and I in you, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. Well, the truth expressed here is that we can do nothing of ultimate or lasting or permanent value without Christ. A very similar truth is expressed in today's psalm. In verse 1, unless the Lord builds a house, its builders labor over it in vain. 
Unless the Lord watches over a city, the watchman stays alert in vain. I find the expression, apart from me, you can do nothing, to be almost analogous to, unless the Lord builds a house, its builders labor over it in vain. Unless the Lord is guiding and directing and empowering what you or I are doing, whether it be building a house or watching over your city or some sort of ministry for Jesus, it will not be eternally fruitful if God is not in it. Well, let's shift gears and talk about sleep for a moment. What does the Bible have to say about sleep? Well, here's a few verses and some truths that the Bible tells us about sleep. Number one, God does not sleep. So says Psalm 121 verse 4, the protector of Israel does not slumber or sleep. Number two, you and I can be lazy and sleep too much, says Proverbs 20 verse 13, which says, don't love sleep or you will become poor. Number three, if you and I walk in the fear of the Lord, obeying him because he is so awesome and majestic, then you and I will sleep better. So says Psalm 19 verse 23, the fear of the Lord leads to life. One will sleep at night without danger. Finally, number four, the Lord gives his people peace and safety so they can sleep, says Psalm 4, 8. I will both lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, Lord. Make me live in safety. Well, I think I've mentioned this before, but in my life, I have rarely struggled with sleep. But I find that when anxiety increases, sleep struggles increase concomitantly. The years in my life when I've struggled with something like insomnia have been the years I've struggled with much more anxiety than normal. And this is exactly the dynamic that is addressed in our psalm today. Verse 2 says, In vain you get up early and stay up late, working hard to have enough food. Yes, he gives sleep to the one he loves. Well, I appreciate the poetic way that the English Standard Version translates this verse where it says, It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Look, I don't know about you, but I have no appetite or desire to eat the bread of anxious toil, whatever it might be. A young John Piper taught a message on Psalm 127 all the way back in 1980, and I believe it has much wisdom for us. So, uh, and I'm serious, this is really some phenomenal truths here. Let's listen into what John Piper has to say about anxiety and sleep in Psalm 127. He says, In the past year, one text above all has blown away more of the fog for me than any other, and I've used it repeatedly. I remember time after time going out of my office door on the way to teach my classes on 1 Peter and Romans 9-11 through with a stack of books and notes under my arm and saying, Father, unless you teach this class, all my preparation is in vain. And I would comfort my heart with the good news that ultimately it was God who would bring fruit from my efforts or not. The text is Psalm 127, 1 and 2. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved in his sleep. And Piper says, I think the main point of these three verses is don't eat the bread of anxious toil. It means just the same thing Jesus meant when he said, don't be anxious about what you shall eat. 
When we grow up, we must all work for our bread, and we can either work nervously, worrying about what men might think of us, and so eat the bread of anxious toil, or we can work with serenity in our hearts as serving Christ and not men, and so eat the bread of peace. God's will for his children, indeed the sign of whether we are children or not, is that we not eat the bread of anxious toil. God does not lay down specific rules for how early we rise for work and how late we knock off at night, but he does lay down this principle for his beloved people. Don't rise early and go to bed late out of anxiety, out of fear and fretfulness. If the joy of fruitful labor somehow lures you to work 12 hours a day, so be it. But take heed lest you are really deceiving yourself and in fact are being driven by anxiety or by her twin sister, selfish ambition. Christians will work hard, but they will work more for the joy of all their good their work can bring to others than they will out of fear at what men will think if they fail. So, be diligent as God may lead, and eat the bread you earn, but fret not over what you need, and let not worry burn. The first half of verse 2 says that it is vain to rise early and go to rest, Late, But how would this simple statement that God gives sleep discourage a person from rising early and going to bed late? He's not interested in his sleep. He's worried and wants to be about his work. But if Solomon meant, as I think he did, God gives to his beloved in his sleep, then there is a tremendously strong incentive to stop being anxious and cutting our sleep short. The incentive is this. God can perform more good for those who trust him while they sleep, then they can perform with anxious labor for themselves while awake. Can you think of a better reason not to rise early and go late to bed, eating the bread of anxious toil? Have you ever wondered why God made us in such a way that we have to sleep away a third of our lives? God could have designed a human being that was always fresh and rested and needed no sleep. Why did he decree that sleep be part of the human experience? I'll give you my opinion, says Piper. He wanted to give a universal reminder to the human race that we are but children and we ought to own up to it. We are so frail that we have to become helpless and unconscious and blind and weak every day in order to live it all. Sleep is a terribly humbling experience. We are never more weak, never more childlike than when we sleep in faith. And has not God said, my power is made perfect in weakness? And unless you turn and become like little children, you will not enter the kingdom of God. If God's power then is made perfect in our weakness, then surely we may believe this psalm that when we hand over our anxieties to God and lay our heads down in peace, God works with all his might through the night on our behalf. The great test of faith is to believe that when we can see only a bleak outcome to some situation and no good coming out of it, yet the sovereign God can and will bring out of nowhere, as it were, a turn of events or attitudes that brings great blessing, and he can do it while we sleep. Amen. So friends, if you have been struggling with sleep as of late, may the Lord give you the grace to turn to him in faith, believing, trusting him that he will give you sleep and casting all your anxieties on him. And I have been having some trouble sleeping lately, at least a little bit more than normal. I will endeavor to do the same thing, comforted, encouraged, and warned by his word. Let's close with our Bible memory passage for the month of November. It's John 14, verse 6, and it says, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
No one comes to the Father except through me. Amen. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.